reality. Eric Dell plans to use his years of experience on Capitol Hill to open the opportunities that working with Congress has for the U.S. baking industry. Having taken over the hot seat from Rob McKee earlier this year as president and CEO of the American Bakers Association, Eric plans to home in on advocacy to ramp up the ABA's work to help grow the U.S. baking industry, which, according to its members, is in a really good state. In fact, many deem it to be in a better shape than it was five years ago, which is a really good sign for the future, considering all the challenges it has had to overcome of late, from COVID to supply chain to labor to ingredient costs and more. We chat to Eric to find out more about the man and his vision for the ABA. Thank you so much indeed for joining me today. Firstly, America's Bakers Association has recently issued a release warning of a looming workforce shortage. Can you explain? Yeah, absolutely. Um, The top issue uh, that is being raised by our membership, much like many other industries and and associations, is is workforce uh, and problems with retention and also finding enough workers to fill the spots uh, that are needed in the bakeries, in the manufacturing facilities for equipment and, and ingredient suppliers as well. And it goes, it includes both skilled and unskilled workers. So in an effort to really be on the front foot and get out and, and tackle this issue, um, we secured this research um, to see what the future might look like for our industry so that we can use this data. And this kind of goes, I'll, I'll mold into the fly-in a little bit here, but um, this data is going to be really important for us to put together our strategy and tell our story to elected officials about what is looming uh, in the issues that and the challenges it could be for food security in our country as well. If we don't have enough workers, you know, we need to make sure we have enough workers uh, and folks employed to make enough baked goods for the, for, for the, uh, the country. Um, so we will use this data. This is really critical data. We'll use this data to um, talk to our elected officials uh, about the challenges and see if they can help us. While addressing uncomfortable issues, uh, the (laughs) NCA has slammed the recent California Food Safety Act, alleging it completely decentralizes FDA's authority and creates a massive patchwork of requirements for U.S. food manufacturers. What is the ABA's position on banning these additives, specifically as they're often used by the U.S. bakery industry? Right. So we we did not get into the specifics of each of those, um, each of the ingredients. We took a a broader, a a more broad approach like NCA. I'm assuming like NCA. We partnered with a lot of the folks in in the food and beverage industry on this to say that we don't want a patchwork Mm -hmm. um, from state to state. And we're scared that it could lead to that. Um, So we were opposed um, to banning these. Uh, in California due to the precedent it could set for creating that patchwork around the country. But also if FDA says a product or, or an ingredient is safe, it, it, it sends a contradictory message when states are saying things are not safe and the FDA is saying they are safe. 
So, okay. so um, we're we're working on that issue front and center as well. Are you going to be sending the FDA a letter like uh, John Downs has? I don't. I have not seen John's letter. Um, okay. But we've worked very closely with NCA. Um, so we will actually um, be um, looking at that letter. And uh, as I said, we've worked with the food industry on this on this challenge all the way through. Earlier this year, ABA released its economic impact report for 2022-2023. Can you briefly run through some of the key findings? Yeah. So what I would say is we we updated that uh, economic impact um it's it's normal to do that on kind of a two year basis uh, every two or three years. Uh, and that was done uh, this year. Uh, there was growth, uh, obviously, in the size of the industry and our impact on jobs, on taxes that we paid in the industry. There was also a growth uh, in in what, you know, the results we have in, in really driving the economy in America. So we we saw growth in all those areas. I will say that economic impact is really important and ties back much like the other work that we're doing on workforce um, to our work with elected officials around the country. Uh, that economic impact data that we secure, we can break it down by congressional district. Uh, we break it down by state. And we, when we go to meet with U.S. Senator or a member of Congress or a state legislator, we can tell them how many jobs we're creating in their district, how much in taxes we pay in their district. Um, and it's been very helpful in previous roles that I've had at other associations to be able to use this data to remind elected officials and educate them on how the industry impacts their district. Right. Um, which is, is, um, is really important because a lot of elected officials come from different backgrounds and they just, they don't have that. They're relying on us to provide that type of information. But it does show growth in the industry and the category, which is really good news. So what is the state of the industry at the moment? Well, I would just say we just completed a member survey, uh, part of our strategic planning work. Our members are are positive about uh, the current near-term future of the baking industry. Uh, the survey actually revealed uh, that the majority of both bakers and allied members – uh, considered the state, the current state of the baking industry to be better than it was mm-hmm. five years ago. That was uh, a majority of bakers and allies. So this is a really good sign for the future, mm-hmm. um, especially considering all the challenges we've had with COVID uh, over the past five years and, and other right. challenges, supply chain and so forth. Right. So um, I, I take this as a positive. I think we're on the right path. I think we've got a lot to do. And ABA has a big role in helping to to grow the category. You took over from Rob McKee in January. What milestones has the association achieved this year? So um, Rob um, was with ABA for a long time and did a lot of good things with the association. And I've known Rob for years. Um, We've been working hard uh, for the membership all year, really the entire team, uh, Mm -hmm. focusing on increasing the value of our membership for our members and growing our membership as well um, in a couple of areas, um, advocacy, uh, networking, 
um, really ramping up our research, and you saw that with the with the economic impact data you just referenced. Uh, mm -hmm. We also um, stepped up with the workforce data that you mentioned earlier, um, and also updating the overall governance. And then this is kind of bland stuff for for folks outside the association world, but really making sure our governance is fit fitting for 2023. You know, in terms of the board and service on the board and making sure we're getting as many people involved in the association from our member organizations as we can, not just the top level CEO. We want to dig deeper and get more value uh, to those other um, employees uh, at the um, at our member organizations. So really building that. And one thing I think I would say is we've been uh, particularly focused on is reaching new levels when it comes to the advocacy work. My background working in Congress, um, running congre congressional office is really is advocacy and then working for a trade association and then coming to ABA, really trying to step up and being on the front foot. Uh, a lot of times industries can get in the habit of fighting everything the government does um, and being in a defensive mode. I prefer to be uh, optimistic and glass half full uh, and, and really try to work together to come up with solutions. So um, the one thing I guess I'm proud about is if we've really tried to step up our proactive work to find solutions on issues. What has been your journey to the ABA? Uh, started um, in the D.C. area 22 years ago, um, working on Capitol Hill, ran a congressional campaign, uh, came to D.C. and ran that congressional office um, for um, – five years and then a stint of uh, lobbying for a small firm for two years. They went back to the same position on the Hill for four. So uh, managed the congressional office for a total of nine years and then went um, over to NAMA and not the Millers in this industry. That's the Millers. Um, but it was the National Automatic Merchandising Association, which represents vending um, okay. and office coffee service, food service. Actually worked uh, with the European Vending Association quite a bit on the international front um, and partnered with them, excuse me, on, on a lot of issues. So um, worked there and helped build a government affairs program there. Uh, and build that out. And we had just we had a really strong advocacy program there and um, then moved over to ABA. I had been um, working on a lot of issues with ABA in the food and beverage world that overlapped. So had a background already with working with ABA in terms of partnerships, uh, as well as some of the members uh, of ABA were also members of uh, NAMA. So that was helpful as well because I knew the membership um, and some of the products that they that they baked. In a statement to announce your appointment, you said baking is cool. Can you explain? <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, I, I would say it really is cool because it, it provides an opportunity for people to have a career where they can not only do what they enjoy, but they're really making a difference in so many people's lives every day. You know, we might do work and we feel like we make a difference here and there. But I think baking is cool in the sense that you're really creating something that people are eating and enjoying. And hopefully you're creating smiles mm -hmm. as as you create as you work um, and, and really providing um, nutrients and nourishment um, to the world and to the globe. I think that's a cool I think it's cool. And. Uh, what I've seen going around the country to bakeries and, and our other members is uh, 
people really stay in the industry a long time and they work a career in the industry and it's a good industry to mm. to have an entire career in what is your vision for the association going forward yeah so the vision is really um to to really ramp up our work and our value to our members and right. help grow the and help grow the category um, mm-hmm. we and that comes in a few areas uh, i've talked about it earlier but really advocacy is is stepping up to really hone in you know you can you can work on a hundred issues on the advocacy front and not make a difference. You can spread yourself too thin. So what we're really trying to do is we're working through a strategic plan so that we can be focused on what we're doing for the members in the industry. So really my vision is having that focused leadership that's forward leaning. Um, I am, uh, as I said earlier, a forward leaning person. So you asked about um, sustainability and other issues on that front, right? Uh, I think we need to be, as I've said earlier, solution, you know, folks who are looking for solutions to problems that our consum- that consumers and our customers are looking for us to solve. And these are big problems or big challenges that we can help solve. So right. I want to be a leader who takes ABA to the level of being a problem, a solution um, provider to a lot of the issues that face our industry. Talking about sustainability, what is the ABA's route to improving the baking industry's sustainability practices on a whole? Sure, sure. So when I started ABA or came to ABA, this is one of the areas I really wanted to focus on because I thought, gosh, we really, um, I, I believe consumers and and um, customers are looking for more movement in this space from every industry, especially in Europe. Um, you're seeing right. a lot more movement than in the States, right? You know, things get started in Europe and then they come over. Right? Um, so, but I think it's the, I think it, um, it was an area that I thought we've, we really got to put a stake in the ground. We got to do something on this and do the right thing because you can do well for others and do well for your business at the same time. Um, so what I found through our strategic planning process is the industry is already doing a lot of good things on the sustainability front that I was unaware of. And I think a lot of people are unaware of in the public and and in the broader, you know, the broader uh, customer base. So what what I think you'll stay tuned and you'll be seeing is we're going to start talking about what the industry is doing in, in sustainability because I don't think we've talked about it enough. And I think our industry is not getting the credit that they deserve. Uh, so we're going to be we're going to be talking about this more. We're going to be sharing more of the stories of what our industry is doing, because this is really an important space and work. Mm-hmm. This is that forward leaning work that we need to be doing to prepare for the future. Is reformulation a growing priority for bakers in America? And if so, does this mean indulgence is going out the window? So what I would say is I do not have. um a lot of particular insights on reformulation. Obviously, mm-hmm. that's something that the bakers kind of determine in their own um, bakeries, um, how they do that. But what I would say is this. Um, we did some recent research um, on the baked good, the different segments in, in baked goods. And um, what we saw was the research shows that they've there's steadier upward trends for the indulgent mm-hmm. baked goods. Um, and on a side note, um, our membership has seen a tremendous amount of growth in this space 
over the last couple of years, specifically the last two years, um, and in the indulgent baked goods um, category, uh, and and seeing like I said growth there, uh, and we can continue to see diversity in our membership across that. So I think it's a sign that that segment is is making progress. Um, but there's always going to be a segment of the population, also as we know, of consumers who will seek a cleaner label. Okay. So I think you I think you have to have uh, obviously diversity uh, right. in the marketplace. Is AI becoming an issue or an opportunity for the bakery sector? I, I do not know enough about what is happening <laughs> in the bakery sector with AI to to talk about AI specifically. But what I will say is, I think if we do not stay ahead of the curve as it relates to technology as an industry and innovation and we we will if you're not innovating you're losing right so in general i would say ai other innovations other other new platforms and ways to do business if we're not looking to the future we're not going to be winning yep absolutely the aba is hosting another baker's fly in and policy summit in november can you tell us more about this who should be attending and what it's all about absolutely we um are hosting the first one in person for a while we had a small fly in uh, a smaller fly in uh in the summer based on the farm bill that we had a good crowd um attend from the industry we went to capitol hill and talked about the importance of the farm bill and issues in the in, in the farm bill that gets reauthorized every five years um right. this will be the, this will actually be the first time that we're going to have a broad baker's fly-in uh including us asb uh and rba the retail bakers so we brought okay. everyone together i think for the first time in terms of bakers we're excited about that one of the things i like to do is build partnerships uh, i think it's important and uh, so we're bringing everyone together uh, in November. We'll be going to Capitol Hill. Uh, we are going to be talking about a few issues. Uh, one will be around workforce. So we'll be using the um, the new workforce data that we have to talk to members of Congress about the impending and the current challenges that we have uh, in workforce. We'll also be talking to members of Congress to ask them to help us form uh, in the U.S. Congress what's called a caucus, uh, a commercial bakery caucus. Um, And that is a caucus in Congress where members of Congress can join and then we can educate them and their staff members on what the industry is and how it works and the importance of the industry. And then the third issue is a tax issue that really hits uh, bakers as well as equipment and ingredient suppliers. And that's going to be an issue around um, expensing up equipment that you purchase, a tax issue. So um, Mm -hmm. that uh, depreciation, being able to write off that equipment. Um, sooner um, right. so that so that um, you're incentivized bakers are incentivized to upgrade and update equipment um, and, and technology in their bakeries which helps which helps everyone because if the more equipment we're updating the more manufacturing jobs there are to be, to make the equipment and American jobs and the economy just keeps growing right absolutely so All yeah very important issues. Yeah, so we'll be we'll be hosting the fly-in, and adjacent to that's our F-Track, which is our group that works on our policy, our our professional group, and as well as our DEI um, uh, working group are going to be meeting. So we expect to have around 100 uh, participants between those three uh, events okay. that are all together wrapped together in the fly-in. Who's allowed to attend? 
Um, any ABA member uh, is okay. welcome to attend or ASB or RBA, all three. Right. Um, uh, and, you know, others can attend um, as well. Um, and we welcome we welcome folks to attend. And talking of events, uh, the 2024 ABA convention is scheduled for April next year in Arizona. Tell me about that. Um, well, we are excited. We had a great convention uh, earlier this year, uh, and I think 24 is even going to be better. Uh, we I have challenged the team to really build out the program, to keep building it out uh, in the way that the members have asked us to. Um, with more networking opportunities, a higher level of programming, which they did this year. Kudos to the staff. We have great staff. Um, so they're, they're going to just look, they're going to look to raise the bar on what we're doing in terms of networking, in terms of the value of the education offerings, the, the speakers that we have, just really taking it, taking it to that next level. And I would encourage anyone in the baking industry will be opening registration soon to go ahead and get registered because I think it's going to be a great event. What is Incubaker and how can it help your members? So Incubaker um, uh, is a program that we've had for a while. And me being new, I had to get some information on this. Um, right. uh, I don't believe we have held the program um, in a few years after COVID. But it, it, what it does, it puts people into small groups uh, okay. with, with equipment, um, equipment um, manufacturers, uh, ingredient suppliers and bakers. Uh, gives the participants an industry challenge to solve. They come together, they solve it, and they present it. Uh, and whoever comes up with the best solution wins. Apparently, very, very engaging, very valuable in terms of networking, getting to know others in the industry, and a lot of fun at the same time. What are the advantages of becoming an ABA member? Well, I think one of the greatest advantages of becoming an ABA member, I think there are a few. I, I, with my government relations background, I think our advocacy work and our regulatory work with the FDA and USDA and food safety and the Labor Department and really keeping our members up to date with intelligence of what's happening and and really being boots on the ground on the advocacy front, um, not just in D.C., but in state affairs as well. Um, we had a couple of issues that we worked on in states this year that um, we had one in Nevada with PFAS, um, which was really could have been um, a, a um, trendsetter uh, that would not have been good. Much more kind of like the patchwork uh, situation that we talked about earlier with California um, and having different rules in different states around PFAS. Um, but I think the advocacy uh, work that we do is second to none for the baking industry. So I think that's a huge value of membership. Our networking uh, opportunities that we have uh, are are, um, really great values for the industry leaders getting to know each other and do business together, really bringing buyers and sellers together and putting friends together within the industry. Um, and then we have our next gen Baker program, a couple of things that stick out, you know, really our, our thought leadership, I think our, and you're going to see us um, really working and in, in trying to raise the level of our thought leadership um, even further than we've done. So I would say networking, advocacy, thought leadership and education as well. The one thing I would say is, is ABA really is uh, on the upswing, I believe. Uh, our membership of bakers has grown over 50 percent. Um, in the last four years, we have 
355 members, which is the highest I think we've had in many, many years, um, maybe in, in recollection. Um, okay. So we are really on the upswing and, and seeing a lot of, of good movement.